You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. And uh, I wanted to start covering and writing songs that were done by male vocalists and had some screaming in them. And he told me that we couldn't do that because I was a girl. And I was like, that makes no sense. Like, just because it's a guy that's singing in this band doesn't mean we can't cover it. And he wouldn't have it. Um, So I was like, well, we're going to do it anyway. So we did it anyway. And he was very angry. And then I was like, well, can we do the ones that have screaming in it? He was like, no, because you can't scream. And it was basically... Because I told that I was told that I couldn't and that I shouldn't and that I wouldn't. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it then. <laughs> so it it, uh, it literally just came from a place of being told I would never be able to do it. And so I decided at like 14, 15, fuck you, I'm going to do it. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a great week so far. I most certainly have been. I'm very stoked to tell you that I've teamed up with Indie Merch Store to launch the official Vox and Hops Merch Store. Indie Merch Store makes some of the best merchandise, so it makes perfect sense that I got my merch up there. You can head on over to my website voxandhops.com slash merch that's v-o-x-8-n-d-h-o-p-s dot com slash merch because there's a whole bunch of sick merch designs available for you there when you're checking out make sure you use that promo code voxhops10 that's v-o-x-h-o-p-s 10 and you will save 10 percent on your entire order now, before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If you have someone in your life that is a metalhead that enjoys craft beer, well, tell them about the podcast. You can tell them that there are over 280 episodes for them to go and listen to right now with some of the world's best metal artists. And that those episodes are available for free on their favorite podcast platform platform. If you were to encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now on today's episode, we are with a sick vocalist. This is Vox and Hops episode number 284 with Megan Target of Vexed. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Megan Target from Vexed. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. It's the weekend. It's nice. Uh, it's finally getting warm here. I'm from Montreal, so so we have... Oh, lucky you. Blistering. <laughs> on, on certain levels, yes, but uh, <laughs> blisteringly cold <laughs> winters. And it's finally getting nice out here. So, so let's dive oh, into good. a deeper darker more evil question uh how did you cope with the glorious year of 2020 which is now behind us oh uh okay i suppose like a lot of people are i'm not going to pretend that i had a great time and that i went to the you know gym or worked out at home and got really like ripped like i i lay in bed a lot of the time ate a lot of food and felt crap (laughs) on a lot of days um, but I think they're crucial, you know, we've all got to kind of take it day by day. So we, we got through it, you know, um, better than some, not as bad as others. So yeah, it was all right. 
What about yourself? Oh, I well, luckily with the podcast, I had the chance to connect with so many people because everyone was home. Mm. But but uh, to bounce off what you were saying about the gym, I put myself in this mindset when the pandemic hit that there was two shapes to come out of COVID, <laughs> either yeah. in shape or out of shape. And I feel like I've, I've balanced in between. The craft beer oh, doesn't help. The craft beer does not <laughs> help. <laughs> Speaking about that, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music and craft beer. Now, now, what are you drinking on your side today, Megan? Uh, it's not a beer, I'm afraid, but I am drinking a Monster Energy. Nice. Yeah, I am one of those. Which one is that? It's the zero sugar free one. Um, yeah, it's it's good. I've kind of quit the uh, sugar ones mm -hmm. now. Yeah, which was not easy because uh, I am like a sugarholic. But yeah, I only drink the sugar-free ones now. Very, very cool. On my side, I'm going to be drinking something interesting, something different. It's a variant version of uh, La Souche's Ghost Visal, which is, uh, if it's a direct translation, it's... Uh, Goza, which is a salted German-style beer, uh, sour beer, light ABV. This one clocks in 4%. But Ghost Visal is sort of a play on words of in French yeah. uh, would be big, dirty life is the direct translation. But uh, nice. a Gros Visal, it means that you have a very hard life. It's an expression. And you see it's a dude sitting on a beach relaxing. And a Lovely. beer like this on a hot day like today, it's the perfect thing. But this is a special version. Uh. Um, they they used uh, the Stradaconi Gin aromatics to get this going and they use the uh, Maison Orphe salt to get this one going. So normally a Goza will pour out clear but this one's going to pour out black which is extra Whoa, metal. I love cool. it. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh pour this out and I'm going to ask you about your very first beer. Do you remember the first beer that you ever drank Megan? Oh my god. I honestly don't but I, I know that it was probably one around a campfire um, because I'm lucky enough to live in the countryside in the UK um, and growing up and just even now, like we'd always have family over and we'd build like a campfire in the fields and sit around it, toast marshmallows and drink beer. So it was probably a Stella, which is like, <laughs> um, yeah, not exactly the most fanciest of, uh, of drinks. So that's for sure. Uh, yeah, probably a Stella around a campfire in there on the farm. That's funny. Yeah. That, that sounds amazing. That sounds like a perfect <laughs> way to start drinking beer versus a dirty yeah. high school house party, which was my <laughs> first beer. And, I was uh, going to ask, what do you remember what beer it was? 100%. Well? It was a Lucky Lager. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast Never before. Heard. It was a, a, yeah. a high school party. Uh, we, they were warm. It was disgusting. It was the cheapest thing uh, that we could find. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then, on, you know, Stella's not that bad because in my craft beer journey or my evolution into becoming a craft beer, um, mm. Madman uh, Stella was definitely a step up from my original thing. So, so you started a little bit more advanced than myself. Let, let's do a cheers. I want to taste this. Yes, cheers. <laughs> it smells cool. It's got the, the the aromatics coming through. They got the uh, lime kefir. They got ginger going on here. Galanga. I really. This is a complex. Brew. <laughs> oh, the, the our guitarist Jay would be so jealous right now because he's a massive like um ales and beers and all that sort of stuff like nerd so if we ever get the chance to speak again i'll make sure jay's here because he would 
just never stopped talking about it. He's, yeah, you like yourself, a proper connoisseur in this sort I of love thing. it, I love it. Next time you guys come through Montreal or if I'm over there, we'll hook up and I'll bring yes, a bunch of good definitely. local stuff. Uh, how about craft beer for yourself? It's not something that you got completely addicted to. Uh, what would be craft beer styles that you do enjoy if you ever do go and drink some? Oh, God, I don't really know. I mean... I'm pretty, pretty much a noob when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but whenever I'm with the boys, they always offer me anything that's like from the brew dog range. Um, cause I mean, in the UK, we're pretty limited when it comes to fancy stuff. Um, you have to really like go to a place that like specifically specializes in it. So when you go to like our shops or whatever to pick it up, you're very limited. It's either like brew dog, um, I'm trying to think what else there is like is it called pirate something it's very it's very limited it's not a huge selection over here um so yeah i've probably tried everything from the brew dog range and that's about it um but yeah jay jay will listen back to this and be screaming at me like you should have said this you should have said that i love it i love it let's uh, move into your youth uh, growing up in your parents or guardians home what music was playing when you were not in control of the music what music did your parents or guardians listen to uh so i was raised by a single mum, and luckily she was a metalhead no so way. i was bought yeah so i was brought up on slayer pantera metallica wasp motorhead um everything a child should be brought up on <laughs> <laughs> which is what i'm doing for my kids you know it's excellent <laughs> but it always makes me wonder and my guitarist too Chris Donaldson, yeah. we've had this conversation is like when our kids want to rebel against us, what are they going to go listen to? So, so this makes me curious is, is what was too much for your mom? What was that band mm-hmm. that you brought home that she just couldn't get her being a metalhead, but this band mm-hmm. was too extreme. Oh God. Let me think. It was probably something like, but the thing is though, my mom actually put up with everything. Like if it was in the metal genre, she didn't mind because it was metal. Whereas mm-hmm. when I started listening to rap, mm-hmm. that's when she was like, I can't deal with this, Meg. <laughs> like, I can't. Um, I think <laughs> I think the only metal band that she maybe like questioned a bit was things like Suicide Silence um, and let me think, Asking Alexandria. Mm. She, she hated, hated that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, bless her. Uh, she put up with a lot. I was quite lucky, to be fair. Yeah. And when I went through my scene kid phase, that lasted about a week before she was like, you are absolutely not walking out of this house in a pink tutu. It's not happening. <laughs> and that's exactly what me and Chris talk about is what if they become rappers or what if they become or whatever. <laughs> The future yeah. thing is at that point when our kids are old enough in 10 years, let's say, yeah. what if it's something we hate and yes. <laughs> we've been exposing them to the best music in the world for years and they revolt against us, which is what kids do, you know? They want to become country music stars. <laughs> what the hell? And there's a bit more money in country. I might encourage her. But... This, is, this is true, actually. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you've actually put them on the wrong path. Maybe you should make them listen to country music and, I don't know, some pop stuff. <laughs> what would have been that first live music experience? experience the first show that you went to go see first actual show i went to go see was the darkness really um yeah and i was about i was about seven or eight years old 
And I was obsessed with the darkness. I think that was the first CD I ever got. And it was for Christmas one mm. year. And um, the singer, what is his name? Um, oh, I don't know, but he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I can't. It'll come to me in a second. Justin, that's it. He um, he came from, it was at Alexandra Palace in the UK, which is a huge venue. He came from the back of the crowd suspended on a massive pair of tits <laughs> that had like the best um, flames coming out of the nipples. And I was seven at the time. And I remember just thinking like, what the hell is this? This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, your mom, did your mom take you to that show? She did. Yeah, yeah, my mum and my godmum. And uh, they both started cracking up and were just like, Meg, you're just going to have to expect that this is what it's going to be like. And I was like, I'm totally fine. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> How about your first time on stage? Oh, it was at a terrible little village, um, like like a village, um, what would you call it? Like a village fete or like some carnival type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we were the only band they hired. I think we got like a five, like five pounds for it. And we just did covers in this village hall. And I think I was about 13, 14, like singing along to like Evanescence and Paramore and uh really okay. yeah and all these oldies were coming in looking at me rolling their eyes and walking out again so yeah that was, <laughs> that was epic epic yeah was that was that what about you my first gig uh as you were talking about this I I, I had a vivid flashback of playing Canada Day it was a big oh, big deal for my band yeah. and also we, we did some originals but we played covers we played uh, uh the Deftones um Shove it, shove it. Um, <laughs> Californication. That one went over oh. a bit better than, than the Deftones. But <laughs> I don't think that was one of my first gigs. But as you were speaking, that's the one that came to mind. And it was, yeah. it felt good. It was, you know, I want to, you, yeah. you get that bug and you want to do it for just about the rest of your life. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are at that age. It's so, it just comes from the heart, doesn't it? You just love it. The The nerves and the... And it was a gig outside, so so the weather oh, was was okay. it going to be nice out? Is it going to get cancelled? Here's our big first. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we think that people are going to care, but we're playing outside mm-hmm. at a Canada Day festival, and nobody gave a fuck. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but for us, it was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. How about your last show before everything got shut down? Oh, so we played a venue in Liverpool, so north of England. Um, and it was a really small underground venue. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a small club. And it was the first venue, actually, that or the first show, sorry, that we played where our management came to see us live because they'd seen videos and stuff. Um, but they came to watch us first time in person. And it was really good. It was brilliant. Um, we It was like our bassist was six foot six. Whoa, okay. And uh, he had to be like this, uh, like crouching for most of the gig because it was really low. Um, luckily, I'm short and our guitarist is short as well. So it was fine. But we did look quite funny. The two of us just being able to jump around <laughs> and have like go for it. And the bassist is like this. <laughs> he's going to have a shitty time Poor on a tour bus. He's, oh, he already has. He's going to yeah. sleep in the we- fetal position and... That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had to make him an extra long bunk. Like, it's really good for and you his guys. Legs, yeah. yeah, his legs still dangled off the, the edge. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. But yeah, if we'd known that was our last show, oh my God, we would have gone even 10 times harder. But obviously none of us knew, did we? 
What was your last one? Oh, it was forever ago. We're approaching a two-year mark. It was in Korea, really? in Seoul, Korea, uh, 20, oh. tw- in 2019, I want to say, yeah. What are shows like out there? It's crazy. The, the fans are insane. Insane. Yeah. It was uh, lots of fun. You know, the as as just as passionate as it can be, waiting in yeah. line for us to show up, whether it be at the airport, at the hotel. It's it's awesome. That's it's awesome. very cool. And do you fly out there and then drive, or do you get public transport? It is no, no. Everything is taken care of. And if you're looking for someone to do this with, you can go with Slam Man Booking. My good friend Gino will take very good care of you. He'll be very happy that uh, I said this. Uh, he really does a great, great job, and he's there with you. And everything is organized from A to Z. But you fly every day so it's extremely oh taxing God. on the That's body intense. but yeah. the shows are worth it but you got to get to the shows and he makes it happen he makes it happen so so <laughs> let's talk about discovering your voice uh, i myself grew up as a clean singer i was a trained clean singer that fell into becoming a death metal vocalist how about yourself um so i suppose i i did always clean sing first as well um, when I started my first bands, I was always just singing. Um, but then I had a band with a few boys um, and one of them was a massive dickhead. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to start covering and writing songs that were done by male vocalists and they had some screaming in them. And he told me that we couldn't do that because I was a girl. And I was like, that makes no sense. Like just because it's a guy that's singing in this band doesn't mean we can't cover it and he wouldn't have it. Um, so I was like, well, we're going to do it anyway. So we did it anyway and he was very angry. And then I was like, well, can we do the ones that have screaming in it? And he was like, no, because you can't scream. And it was basically because I told that I was told that I couldn't and that I shouldn't and that I wouldn't. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it uh, it literally just came from a place of being told I would never be able to do it. And so I decided at like 14, 15, fuck you, I'm going to do it. Pretty simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the stigma, this whole stigma, and I don't get it. And why it still continues, this girls can do some things, guys can do some things. It makes no sense. <sighs> it's the human anatomy. It's a sound that comes from our body, whether you know, all babies scream. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're <a> girl, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. And I hate that it's still a thing that gets marketed. It drives me Yeah. Makes me very frustrated. I, I think yeah, that we should just at we're humans, you're artists, we make sounds with yeah. our mouth and we can all do it. Uh how exactly. did you get there for you know the anger and the the fuck you, I can do it just prompted mm. you to start screaming, but but what steps did you take to become a master like you are now? Oh, thank you. Um <laughs> It's a, it's, it was a long journey. So to start with, I really had no idea what to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any form of tutoring or anything. So it was just a case of me standing in my bedroom going, ah, and like trying <laughs> to figure out how they do it. <laughs> that one hurts. So no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. That doesn't work. But it's, it's, a, it's a human body thing. It's not something that you have to feel it. You have to do it. Exactly. And you have to yeah. use it. If you don't use it, then it, it's so hard to get back to it. I don't know if it's like that for you. If I stop screaming for any period of time, I try to scream again. I'm like, no, I suck. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It's so strange. But um, yeah, I just, I spent years doing that. And then my mum, bless her, used to drive me around in her car and I'd sit in the back and I'd make her turn the music up really, really loud. 
and we'd listen to Slipknot and uh, I'd be like, don't listen to me. I need to practice my screams. And she's like, that's fine. And I'd sit in the back and she'd turn up psychosocial. And every time the chorus came on, I'd be like, right. (laughs) 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 Terribly as well. I love how involved your mom is in your history. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, bless her. I she think it's amazing. Up with a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a long journey with a lot of terrible shouting and and screeching. But um, like all of us, we get there in the end. We figure out what feels good and what doesn't. What was that moment when when you finally felt comfortable with your voice? Um, I think it was a show I played. I remember just being on stage, and it's like you know when you you haven't played the first song yet and you have those nerves. And then when you're like, you're a verse down or a chorus down, you're like, oh, it's gone. And you just like, you just sink into like the set and the music and everything disappears. And I think it was the first show where I actually performed a scream song and like that just disappeared. And it, I just, you just go into the zone, don't you? And you just don't even think about anything. And I remember just being like, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I feel in control. And uh, yeah, it was probably... Maybe not the first show, a couple of shows in. I must have been about 16, 17. I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing now. So That's amazing. Yeah, it was good. But still constantly learning, you know, trying to learn new techniques all the time, push myself to the point of torture. <laughs> it's it's what people expect now. It's like with craft beer. You can't just put out the same beer. Mm. They had to do this beer with the gin uh, aromatics yeah. added to it to make it be like, oh, I got to get that. So it's the same thing with our vocals. It's like, look what she yes. can, look what she can do now. Look what he can do now. Look what they yeah. did on this track. It's it's like people. It's a culture of people never being satisfied, which is fun for us as artists to mm-hmm. constantly be uncomfortable so that we can keep learning. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah what is what is something that you're trying to to accomplish now vocally that you you feel like you're close to but you haven't done it yet and you wouldn't do it on an album yet uh pig squealing oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't think i would ever do it ever i just want to know that i could do it okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's one of those things that um i don't think we could ever find a place for it ever hmm. but i just want to know that i could do it if i ever needed to i could you guys so, pull uh, out that despised icon cover you can definitely yeah. drop it in there exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey what's up Vox and hops heads i just want to take a little moment about cryptopsy's upcoming tours that's right i'm talking about the scream of perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about uh, staying healthy on the road, keeping your voice healthy mm-hmm. on the road. That's something that 
I strive to do and uh, warming up is key. I've watched Mm -hmm. some interviews with you. You religiously warm up as well to take me through Mm -hmm. uh, keeping your voice healthy on tour. And so I have like a strict diet and drinking rules on tour. So I am vegetarian anyway, Mm -hmm. but um, I try not to drink any dairy Mm -hmm. at least three or four hours before show. So just eating really clean um, and only drinking water. So constantly needing to go for a pee, like every five minutes in, uh, I'm sure you know what that's like. Uh, yes, <laughs> more, 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 than, more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in a minute and I'm off again. I'm off again. <laughs> um, yeah, so just drinking loads of water, eating really clean, avoiding anything dairy. Um, after the show, I I can like let myself have a treat. I'll be like, right, I'm going to have a pizza. But oh. like beforehand just eating really well drinking lots of fresh water um and yeah and then like you said warming up it's just so important like i'm so pleased that you're a vocalist that takes warming up seriously because whenever i see interviews and and people are like oh do you warm up and like no i just just do it jump on stage i'm just like are you fucking mad (laughs) are you mad (laughs) i don't understand it like why would you take that risk it's just bizarre to me. Some people just got it, though. Some people just have, they, they just have that. Whereas I think it's more of a mental thing warming up, especially if you're on tour for numerous weeks. Long I feel, time. I feel yeah. like I don't have to warm up as much as the first few gigs. But, yeah, but for sure. I'm definitely known as the guy that warms up and is super annoying backstage. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> I do all these weird chants and things, and the boys always start taking the piss out of me. And it's like, stop! I'm trying to concentrate. They harmonize with they har- my my guitarist is a is a, a producer and has perfect pitch, so he harmonizes with me, which I don't, uh, which which makes me laugh. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Calling Culture. It just came out uh, May twenty first mm-hmm. via Napalm Records. Um, huge label huge release yes right in the middle of a pandemic yes. <laughs> couldn't be more fucking terrifying for the first release really could it <laughs> but it's cool it's got a big platform you guys got mad hype with that cj uh single you guys did yes. in 2019 um now you know just talk to me about the pandemic release this is something cryptopsy we're, we're very lucky that we're in the process of writing we're not in a releasing awesome. mindset yet so if we yeah. were we've had like inner discussions and arguments about what we would what would we do would we release it would we sit on it did you guys have that mm. option because it is your first big label thing did you have a say yeah. why are there discussions of pushing it i'm curious about that so we had the album done in 2019 really okay. and yeah um or it may have even been 2018 no it's 2019 i'm pretty sure um and we signed to napalm a very long time ago but obviously they they have timelines and they were like mm-hmm. we're not going to announce it until this date and blah, blah blah so we signed had the album ready in 2019 and we were going to release it in 2020 um and then obviously rona hit fucked everything up for everyone and um, we were like, they they said to us, look, because it is your debut and you are a new, or I say new in inverted commas, um, band, there's no point releasing it when everybody is freaking out about the world and it will not get any attention. So we trusted them. They know what they're talking about. Um, but it was really, 
really hard to be like, right, okay, we've built up all this momentum and we got a tour with Whitechapel and yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then it was suddenly like, you can't do any of it. And it was like, oh, so we're just going to have to sit in our bedroom for like a year and a half. And it was literally that. So it was gut-wrenching. Um, but it was kind of nice to know that we had something that as soon as the world would allow us, we could just drop it. It wasn't like we needed to create something else because it had flopped because of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah. So it was, it was nice to be like, okay, we have it in the bag. We've just got to work on our music videos, work on our content. And um, when the time comes and they pull the trigger, it's good to go. But, you know, saying that we had our days where we were like, why are we doing this? Let's just quit the band altogether. <laughs> it must have been unbelievably hard. You know, I, I can imagine just you're, you're working yeah. so hard. You finally get the, yeah. it's a huge, huge label. You, you sign it. It's like this mad hype. You tell all your families and friends mm-hmm. and then the yeah. record will be out. When's the record coming out? That, 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 that was probably a question you guys oh, yeah. hated, hated hearing after a while. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, because the answer was just, I don't know, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it was painful. Um, but, you know, we, we had to accept that the reality of the situation is that we were very privileged. We got signed to a huge label. We were incredibly lucky. And although we'd worked hard and we felt like it was the end of the world, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. We just had to sit and wait and be patient and and not be spoiled brats about it. Just accept <laughs> that shit happens and there are far more important things going on. So that's exactly what we did. Just sat and waited. And uh, it's really weird because it feels like the longest time, but then at the same time it came out yesterday and it just feels like we've blinked and it's come out. So it's really weird. Absolutely. absolutely. Did you guys take time to write more material since you finished this in 2019? That's quite some time in between a... Uh, yeah. finishing handing in a record well you probably chopped it and then getting it signed and then yeah. have it come out now that you've had a lot of time yeah. to, to write new material yes so we're like halfway through the second Good album yeah. um thank you um but it's it is hard to get motivated for for that writing that when we kind of are in a bit of a time zone but this weird thing where it's like we're having to experience something that we wrote amazingly experienced. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's amazing. We're like almost going back in time to feel the way we felt about those songs a few years ago being released now. So it's a bit of a distraction. So we're just kind of like enjoying, enjoying Culling Culture being released um, because that's how it should have been back then. And then once it's kind of, the dust has settled. We'll go back to focusing on album two. But um, yeah, we've got a huge chunk of it done. So good. it's a good start. Good. Yeah. Then you're going to hit the road. You're going to start touring this hard as soon as you can. But if so, you could yeah. book that tour, who would be on that tour? What is the perfect package to to display Ooh. Vexed to the world? You know, you're opening up for the perfect package that will give your band the best exposure. Oh, my God. Okay, so if we're opening up, second on would be Alpha Wolf. Have you heard those guys? I, uh, the name, yes, but I don't believe I've heard the band. Definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. They're they're like Australian metal at its finest. Australia's Just, killing it recently, isn't it? Just it's so it. unfair. They're so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely Alpha Wolf, and then it would have to be King Eight One O, King Eight Ten. Mm-hmm. 
I love them. Like controversial as hell, but that's why I love them. <laughs> and then Immure, another band that people love to hate, and that's yep. why I love them. And then Thy Art Is Murder would have to be the obvious. Yeah, be so cool. That'd be a killer, killer tour package. Yeah. I would yeah. love that. Um, you spent a lot of time at home. I'm very lucky I have the podcast that keeps me running. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that little jitter before sitting down in this chair. Uh, did I take enough notes? Am I prepared enough? That's how I've been filling the void of performing yeah. on stage. So how have you been filling the void? To be honest, I haven't. It's been really tough trying to find something to do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound like such a nerd, but what I did do... <laughs> was I um me and my partner we incubated some duck eggs really and so we are now crazy duck people and they have become <laughs> our children I love so it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was um as like epic feeling as uh, being on a stage <laughs> um I can't say we found anything that replaces that it has been sort of slow torture to be honest we do struggle with sitting around not doing anything um but yeah, the animals have been keeping us busy and our music videos, we've just been piling all our efforts and attention into that and uh, trying to get them done. Because you know better than anyone, doing music videos in general is a ball ache and really difficult to sort out. So trying to do it during a pandemic is just next level impossible. So it's been it's been a, an outlet that's, I suppose, a positive one. Sure. And, and just record as many as you can now, because as soon as... Napalm can get you on the road. You're not going to see your house. So I know. <laughs> it's just going to be one after another until you guys mm-hmm. are saying, stop, please, just yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> but the duck eggs, I think that's super interesting. How did you get into that? What 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 inspired you incubating duck eggs? Um, so I live on a farm. Uh, my granddad has always owned a farm, bless him. And so I live on an annex on his farm. So I look, look after the farm for him. Um, and... Yeah, we've so we've always grown up around animals, but never had ducks. And then when the first lockdown happened in the UK, um, me and my partner, we'd always spoken about it. And then we were like, now is the time to become duck parents. We have all the time in the world. Um, and yeah, we ordered some eggs off Facebook, not knowing if they would do anything. And they turned up in the post and then 30 something days later, they they hatched. And yeah, wow. they're, they're the best little things. They come in the house and yeah sit on the bed they're great they're just dogs with wings <laughs> so cute so yeah. so so damn cute uh back to craft beer this would really be a question for jay but being you know touring i know that you've listened mm-hmm. to him talk about this so if vexed could make a beer a craft mm. beer for the band uh what would the beer Ooh. be what style and what would you call it oh my gosh <laughs> See, we're like one of those bands that obviously our music is really aggressive and angry and like violent. But actually, when we're off stage, we're an absolute bunch of clowns and idiots and like just take the piss out of everything and everyone. So I reckon it would have to be either something where it's like really aggressive. So like something like punch in the face type thing but then it would have to have a double meaning so it would have to be something probably sexual innuendo and (laughs) aggressive i don't know something ridiculous something named like that um and oh taste wise 
I think it would have to be fiery. Um, Jay's like Jay is obsessed with beers that have like a kick in them. So maybe like cinnamon. Um, oh, can you even like put peppers in a in a? In yes, a, you can. You can. Oh my god. They're not overly popular. IPAs are pale ales. You can put like a hot pepper into it, like say, a habanero or something, and a habanero yeah. pale ale. The, the, those those definitely have happened. I've had probably the spiciest beer I've ever had was in really? Prague. In uh, oh, there's this little metal bar. It's called the Metal Bar. I think I'm definitely not fucking up this name, but it's this classic <laughs> tiny metal bar in Prague, and it happened to be like the mm. hot pepper festival uh, in Prague that oh, week, wow. and they had a beer there for exactly and it was spicy as hell and it just brutal an ipa with 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 hot peppers i can't remember the name of the beer but damn was it spicy yeah i was gonna say it would probably have to be a pale ale with like jalapenos cinnamon um and then something a bit sweet and syrupy so it's like a bit of both and then called something like i don't know punch your nan (laughs) something like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. One last question, classic wrap-up question for Vox and Hops. It probably doesn't happen mm-hmm. to you very often because you're so well-trained on the road, but you've been home for a while raising ducks, so maybe it's <laughs> happened to you. Uh, what is your hangover cure? Oh, hangover cure is uh, a, a fry-up, English fry-up, always. My bed and family guy. That is the best. That is the best hangover cure. Family guy, 100%. I agree with that. Megan, thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, music, and craft beer. Uh, Everyone, go check out Culling Culture. came out May 21st via Napalm Records. I'm stoked about the record. I know you guys will be too. Thank you so much, Megan. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, did I ever have a blast connecting with Megan. I love speaking with vocalists. It's really how the podcast began. There's just something about two vocalists sitting down, talking about their vocal experience and how they became extreme metal vocalists. That just excites me every time. I always just want to dig a little bit deeper, and Megan was super open about her whole experience becoming an extreme metal vocalist. Love it. She's a great, great vocalist. She can sing clean. She's got brutal extreme vocals. She's one hell of a vocalist. So stoked that Megan took the time to hang out and have a chat with me. Thank you, Megan. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcasts mailing list. You can do that on my website. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. So please do me a favor, sign up to that mailing list because there's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Media. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I will be back next week with two episodes, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians. 
everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now.